Was this racially motivated? Welcome to Pull the Pin Already, a place where average veterans come to share their opinions on the world we live in. We can't promise you're going to like our opinions, but we will guarantee they're genuine. I'm Jim. And I'm Mike. It's time to pull the pin. Let's go. All right, Mike. So let's go ahead and take off our, our military hats for a minute and let's All put right. on our, our police hats for a second. Ooh, All okay. right. So what we're going to talk about today um, Let's go ahead and break down this new footage from the, the George, uh, George Floyd body cam. Um, I, I know we both had a chance to look at it and uh, we both got some experience in, uh, you know, in law enforcement. And we are coming, like most other people, at an advantage. We get to Monday night quarterback, whatever they call that. We, we, we get to criticize something outside of the moment with a little more evidence and perspective. Um, so we're going to do our best, but bring our experiences to how this happened. So let's go ahead. We're going to go ahead and share this together. You got any notes before we get into this? Yeah, first I wanted to do something you never do, and that's thank the viewer and the listeners who provided this video for us. <laughs> Actually, we, we didn't get this video from a listener, but it is out there, and we do appreciate that uh, in, in all the world of fair use. Everything's fair use as long as you're cr criticizing it or uh, – parody so nobody's going to sue us so we don't have to worry about that canceling right. i can't promise we are on youtube they may not like what we have to say so we might be canceled so who knows yeah. wouldn't but, be the first yep if you're ready let's get into this let's go okay so here's just a little warning for the viewers if uh, you're a listener it's just a warning and i'm sorry the listeners are not going to be able to see much of this but Man, Stay in the I'm car. Sorry. Let me I'm see sorry. your other hand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Let sorry. me see your other hand. Please, Both hands. Please. Do Put hey, your fucking hands up right now. Let me see your other hand. All right. What I do though? What do we do? Put your hand up there. Put your fucking hand up there. Okay. We stopped right there because there's a, a couple points we want to get across. I mean, I'll let you go ahead and start this off since I gave that long-winded intro. You can go ahead and start us on what you're seeing right now. Uh, so the. Uh, Everything the police officer was doing was basic. Um, I kind of disagree with him drawing his weapon so soon. But once again, we're Monday morning quarterback in this thing here. All officers do things differently. But uh, uh, that's about it. So far, that's the only thing I disagree with. Yeah, I'll give a little background. I'm going to try, try to be fair and, and uh, impartial here. Is This was a call about, um, what, counterfeit money? Yeah. Uh, now, I understand I don't know uh, all the information the police officer know. I don't know that beat. I don't know, um, yep. you know, what goes through his mind as he approaches anybody in that neighborhood or area. I don't know if he had prior dealings with this guy or, or anyone similar. But based on that information alone, uh, counterfeit money, I I'm not assuming that I'm going to walk into a threat and my pistol is going to be used. But I will tell you in the first, what, Two twenty seconds. We saw this video. Uh, right. Mr. Floyd clearly was not listening to what the man asked him to do. Right. Um, he clearly didn't pull his right hand up at all. Right. So in, in that aspect, uh, I'm not quite sure what I would have done in that scenario. But if this officer felt that that man could have had a gun down there, 
Uh, I can't fault him for that. Okay. How you feel about that? You don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't see Floyd's right hand. And he right. did ask several times, let me see your hand. I mean, he even cursed, uh, which may be a language spoken in that community often. Uh, I'm not one to curse myself, you know, unless I'm driving. He needs them up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cursing inside my car, so right. nobody can hear it. But anyways, as we go forward here, that's what I'm saying. So the gun goes out, and uh, we'll see what happens as we go forward here. So let's go ahead and okay. get back to it. Jesus Christ, keep your fucking hands on the wheel. Keep your fucking hands on the wheel. Who else is in the car? Put your foot back in. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. God dang, man. Man, I got shot the same way as I was before. Okay, well, when I say let me see your hands, you put your fucking hands up. I'm so sorry, I'm sorry. You got him? Dang, man. Put your hands on top of your head. Hands on top of your head. Hands on top of your head. Step out of the vehicle and step away from me, all right? Step out and face away. Step out and face away. Please don't shoot me. Please, man. I'm not going to shoot you. Step out and face away. I'm going to get out of man. Please don't shoot me, man. Okay, I want to stop right there. Um, because we, now we can get a, a better idea of what's happening now. Um, you clearly see, you heard Floyd say, I got shot before. Yeah. So uh, I think to me that, that tells me something. Um, it tells me something. What does it tell you? Well, it tells me that if a man's been shot before by cops, um, he would know what's about to happen if he doesn't do what they say. No, I, I didn't hear that part, but okay. You didn't hear what part? Him say that? Yeah. Yeah, then he got shot by cops. Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll repeat it again further in okay. the video. But, yeah, he says he's gotten shot before. And no, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying by cops. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even consider that. You're, you're absolutely right, 100% right. He says he's been shot, like, before like this. He said yeah. like this. So I assumed it was by police officers. because Okay, I thought, we were, I thought we were going over the video for, so we don't have to assume anything. But go ahead. No, 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 no. But I'm saying he did say like this. So yeah, I don't know what like this would mean. I mean, right. did he get carjacked like this? Did, you know, so I would assume, uh, I have to assume that like this means as a police officer approaches. Right. And maybe if you don't want to assume, you don't have to, but that's what I'm going with. The evidence we have, that's my assumption. Okay. So nanny, nanny, poo, poo. Um, anyways, <laughs> and I also heard him clear to make sure that his uh, partner had visual and control on the other side of the vehicle before he put his weapon away. Right. This is sound just police work, right? Yep. Okay, and you notice he did put the weapon away, or he's at least attempting to. You can see in the reflection. Yeah, right, when you started to, uh, when you froze it, yeah. Yeah, he is putting his weapon away. He fumbles with it a little bit, but that's because he's trying not to take his attention off the driver. Exactly. Or off All right, well, let's roll again and see where, what else we're going to get there. <laughs> I just lost my mom, man. Step out and face away. Step out and face away. Please don't shoot me, Mr. Officer. Please don't shoot me, man. Step out and face away. Can you not shoot me, man? I'm not shooting you. Step out and face away. Okay, okay, okay. Please, 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 man. Please, please. I didn't know, man. Get out of the car. I didn't know, Mr. Officer. I didn't know. Put your fucking hands behind your back right now. Not moving. Put your hands behind your back then. I'm not going to do nothing. Face in the floor. Hey, you come back. Stay in the car. I'm sorry, I was riding on my knees. 
stop resisting that. I'm not. Yes, you are. Okay, I wanted to stop right there, and that's a good freeze frame. But let's talk about some of the things that happened a little before that. What was he? What was he crying? Don't shoot me, right? He was. He was saying, "Please don't shoot me. Please yeah. don't shoot me." Now, I, I don't have to be assuming anything because we saw the officer put his gun away, right? Right. Uh, we can clearly see that George is looking at the officer, so there is no gun present. Um, it doesn't mean it doesn't take away the fact that he might still be afraid that he might be get shot, but there's no present physical gun in his face anymore, right? Okay. He's still what I would consider. Um, at this point, maybe passively resisting, he's still f- not complying. But what Once I he say, get out, right? We, he's told him several times, you yeah. know, put his hands, put his hand, get out, get out. And what I, I, I froze it at this point, or I stopped at the point we stopped at, is because uh, we can go back to that and you can look and um, what is he doing when he finally decides he's, he's about to get out? What does he do at that moment? He turns away from the officer and removes his right hand. Now, I'm just looking at a body cam view. I can't see eye level view. Um, so maybe the officer can see more, can see less. But right now, George Floyd, his right hand is not visible anymore. He is physically turned to look at something for some other reason. We can assume all we want. But right now, I personally would have probably been reaching for my gun again. Okay. I don't know. How you you feel. So you, you would have done something different than what the officer did. Well, only because of the way he, uh, George is reacting right now. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we're yeah. talking about the video. I mean, okay. I, think, I think the officer is actually taking a little too much for granted right now. I think this is more of a threat than when he first came up. I would have done things differently. I have done things differently. Uh, but I don't want to critique what the other officer was doing, should have done. And... So far, I don't have an issue with this. Well, the only reason I'm critiquing it is is because there's a sense of police brutality. And I'm thinking this officer is underreacting right now. I think for Uh, for what I see, there is a threat. There's a, if this guy has a gun shoved down in his console or something and he's reaching for it right now, that officer's dead. Period. Yeah. Could have been a knife too. Whatever it was. The, The point I'm getting at is the officer is not engaging in some police brutality right now he's actually to me under right so that's why i wanted to bring that up it wasn't that you know i'm critiquing the officer per se i'm just saying right now george floyd has given me a reason to worry because he's reaching for something yeah yeah but before when the officer had his weapon out and i don't want to spend too much time on that segment but he had his weapon out it was because he couldn't see his other hand and now again he can't right but he doesn't have his weapon out that's yes, my yeah, semi control of the subject. That's my point. Suspect, excuse me. That's my point. My point right. is if he felt threatened before when he couldn't see his hands, he should be threatened right now. But I think what happened. No, I disagree because he what? has somewhat control over him. What's the control? He's pulling him out of the vehicle. Do you see him physically? I mean, where's George's his hand? I got all of that. So what? See, now, now, see, we only have one angle of view. Correct. And I said, we that's can't why, even that's, see his eye level. Right. So he may that's have seen what I'm saying. Hand. Right. Right. So, you know, well, now we're saying that he, he, 
he let's all right, let's just call it what it is. He would have been justified if he pulled right. his weapon. Right. What I'm saying is he didn't have to. He didn't have to pull his weapon out. So that's not what I'm saying. Because just like you, I agree. He felt he had semi-control. So even if the guy reached for a gun, he could have maybe pulled him harder, you know, maybe while he was drawing. I understand. Right. I understand the tactic was up to the officer. Yeah. Merely stating the point that as if he did he would have been just as justified. So I'm using that point to illustrate that he wasn't just walking up to George Floyd looking to harass him and menace him with a gun in his face. Okay. Do you understand where I'm getting at? I'm getting at he had a chance to do it again when he couldn't see his hand, but chose not to. Yeah, but if, if he couldn't see his hand. And the other thing is, then to me, I would have faulted him for that. For what? Pulling his weapon. You would have faulted him if he pulled his weapon when this. Yeah, t- on that time, yeah. Really? Oh, I'm yeah. interested in that because I, I thought that was what the whole purpose. No, of See, once again, I didn't want to go into the tactics. Then, no, that's what we need to do because yeah. if we have a difference in, amongst law enforcement practice. Then, then right. we need to hash this out. Okay, so what what could have happened? You have a partner. Why did you holster your weapon? Your partner has them in his sights, right? He has a clear view of the suspect. So now. You're getting control over him. Me? Shouldn't have took your weapon off of him from the start. What he, sh- what they should have done is get the passengers out, secure them for their safety, get them away from it. Then your partner engages the subject again. Then you host it. Then you get control. Pull them out. Pull him right. out. And I think you can see from the video why I'm talking about his his partner no longer has visual on George. His partner is dealing yes, with the passengers. Yes, and that was a problem. So now when George reaches his hand over there and turns away from me, my first instinct is, why? I'm instructing you to get out of the car. Out right. is this way. Right. It's not that way. So we know from criminal behavior, if someone is hiding something, it may not be a weapon. It may be drugs. It may be whatever he may Another have. counterfeit bill. It could, right. It could be any evidence. could be anything. But the point I'm getting at is he... um is definitely reaching and doing something that makes me wonder you're not complying and you're going the opposite direction. I'm asking you to to go the whole why saying, please don't shoot me. Yeah. So anyway, all right, we beat that to death. Let's move on. Please Stand up. Please, please, man. Stand up for me. Stand up. I don't do nothing that wrong, man. Come on, walk with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. Stand up. Why do you do me like that? Stand up. Come on. I just want to stop through. We're trying to get out of the street here so you don't get hit by a car. Take a seat. Sit down for me. Thank you, man. Thank you, Mr. Yeah, sit down. Thank you, man. God. Sit all the way down. Yes, sir. Out. Yes, sir. I will. Please, man. Please. Please, man. You got an ID on you? I got one at home. All right, what's your name? George. George? George Perry Floyd. I don't know what's going on. Man, that's it. Spell it for me. G-E-O. Yep. All right, I want to stop back there just to point a couple things. One of the things I did to forget to mention is, I don't know if you heard him earlier when he said my mom just died. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was two years ago, I think. 
So I don't know if, the, you know, and I'm not discrediting any grief or anything like that because I understand grief, you know. So that may have been very real. So I'm not critiquing that. But I'm saying as an officer, uh, how do you weigh that information? At the mo- in the moment? Yes. You don't. Well, I've been I, trying to tell people that for years. I, I understand that. Yeah, right. And the core root of things, the actions are what matters. The words are, are secondary, but right. it could explain some of his behavior if he is grieving, if uh, he is upset. That's true. That's true. But that doesn't change the scenario about officer safety and procedure and stuff like that. Right. Right. Okay, so we he, this this point he gets out of the he gets him they get him out of the car and they're they're cuffing him. We've already heard a, a, a passenger. I think I don't know if it was a passenger or a bystander saying you know stop resisting already. That was a bystander. Was it a bystander? I don't yeah. recall because I think there was a female passenger, wasn't there? It was a female and a male. Right. The, right. I remember. But the guy who was saying, hey, stop resisting, who was very adamant about it, he was a bystander. Okay, yeah. So we already see that there are people trying to coax him, and he's still, at this point, I call it, uh, I still consider it passively resisting because he's just a big guy trying not to do it, and you see him, like, kind of go to his knee, you know, almost like going limp. That's still, like, passively resistant. But I also wanted to know, did you hear what he said? I don't want to go back there. Oh, yeah. Did, Did you pick that up? Yeah. So I, I, I can only assume that what that means might be what jail. Uh, I, I don't know what, I don't want to go back there means. Okay. So, it's jail, prison. Whatever. Well, well, what I'm saying is, is as we're listening to that, um, you're either evaluating that this is a, a, a previous, uh, somebody who's been previously involved in the law or someone who is not coherently sane at the moment. And I don't know if either one has, has made, been made clear but, I mean, you do evaluate that stuff as a police officer. You, you've got to know who you're dealing with. You've got to know if this guy is going to fight you. You've got to know if, if, he's, if he's mentally uh, not stable, if he's on When track. you say you got to know, like, I, I'm not understanding that. Well, you, you can't. Okay, right. I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is you're, eval- you're constantly evaluating people as you go. Just like you just explained to me that you would, would not have pulled your weapon. How did you determine that? You're evaluating the threat. You're evaluating right. the person or the contact, whatever you consider it. Maybe it's not a threat, so that's not a fair word. Um, you're evaluating the contact until you see a threat. So as I'm listening to this, this guy talk, I'm evaluating his behavior, comparing it to his actions, trying to figure out, do I need to be concerned about something more or do I need to do an approach that may be more toward what people say is the, you know, the social approach? If the yeah, guy- but when you say things like, well, did you hear him say, I don't want to go back? Mm-hmm. That, that, that carries no weight for me. No, not at the moment. Not right. at the moment because I don't know where back is. Even if he said, I don't want to go back to jail. It, well, that carries weight to me. absolutely nothing. That really? carries weight to me, yes. And, and the wow. prime example... Okay. Well, prime example of that is because when things get real, I, I've been on, on many arrests where things are no big deal. They're just procedural until they get real. And when they get real is like when you're about to head in that police car, which we, we even see forward in this. Yeah. And we saw in the, was it Rashad Brooks was the one that was, uh, took the, stole the taser. Oh, that was in uh, 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 Atlanta? Yeah, the Atlanta, yeah. The Atlanta shooting. What happened with that one was a good scenario, what I'm talking about. That was a very cooperative. I would have had my guard down, you know, way low until those cuffs were going on. Then it got real. 
Right. So that's my point is those cops didn't pick up on any clues um, that when they tried to arrest him, it was about to get real. That's my, 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 my point in this is that I'm evaluating what's happening now, because if I do have to put cuffs on this guy, like they did, you know, what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's maybe it's micromanaging, uh, you know, like we're doing right now, we're critiquing after the fact, but all in the moment, I'm trying to break down my thought process, why I'm on a call like that. Right. You know, that's why they tell you when you get the call, where you're going, they tell you if there's registered weapons, they tell you all these Mm -hmm. things. So, you know, you don't go in complacent. No cop ever goes in complacent, but you do know if there's a, a heightened level of threat, then you need to expect that and just yeah, like in the military. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying that. is, yeah, well, I guess what I'm saying is, in the absence of information to, that uh, can lead to a heightened threat, I don't know. The threat was still there to me. You, you get what I'm saying? Well, I, it's, I, it's I like don't. If someone's cordial and they're cooperative, I'm like, nah. When I'm go to, when I go to handcuff, it's the same as when someone's uh, resisting for me. Well, now no, I would I would agree with that if it was a, a natural, but I, but I'm trying to say. George Floyd's behavior was very uh, confusing to me in a sense that immediately, even watching this video, I couldn't tell if he was on drugs. I couldn't tell if he was uh, mentally disturbed or I couldn't tell if this was just a game to bait the cops in. Like I could not determine that. And I'm using all these little things as little cues to try to help me narrow what what I could possibly be dealing with because if the man has some sort of mental issues, I really don't think manhandling him and slamming him around or, or any kind of a aggressive maneuvers is going to help him. Right. So that's why I'm really, I'm pointing out that I'm I'm microanalyzing it now a little closer, but in my thought process, I'm using all these things he says and, and does to determine what my best course of action would be to deal with this person. Okay. Okay, is that fair? I don't, if I'm not making myself clear, then. No, you're making yourself clear. I just, you know, maybe it's because of training, the different experiences or whatever. I just so you're, disagree. You're taking a more robotic robotic approach to everything is treated the same. Like, <laughs> is, is that... not, no, not necessarily. Listen, if I, I came up, if I approach the vehicle, I want to talk to him. Hey, come out. And he starts acting the way he was. Or, you know, he started having, displaying that behavior. Okay, like I said, I didn't disagree with what the officer did. You know, it's about getting you out now. Right. You're not compliant. It's about getting you out now. I got to put the cuffs on you. I have to establish control over you. Sure, I I guess. You're not compliant. I guess my point is uh, we can cut, if if we take your approach, we can cut through this video in like 30 seconds. (laughs) I'm literally trying to analyze every step of this to build a case for, the ending result and maybe uh, try to get to a point. I mean, maybe I should be even, even completely upfront with this is there's two things I'm trying to, I'm trying to really get to at at the, uh, the analysis of this, you know, first thing is how much culpability do the police have in what was right or wrong or however we want to do it. And my second approach is I want to see where does the racial factor come into this? Where does this become a, a white cop going after a black man? So I'm trying to analyze this in my head and, and with you and, and with this. I don't think it was going you know, after, but okay, I get what you're saying. Well, that's the, that's the hype right now. Is that not? I mean, black men are being hunted by white cops. I mean, is that not the hype? 
is is that what you're hearing? Uh, what are you? I hearing? haven't heard that. No, I haven't hearing? heard that. There's a lot of uh, incidents or cases of unarmed black men being shot and killed by police officers. Okay, so so maybe maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe you're still reading the newspapers, but I even think LeBron James recently, if not today, just talking about how black people are scared and they they can't get pulled over. I mean, there was a shutdown in a. Uh, what is it? one of the basketball teams is protesting now because they, they, they were talking about buying Teslas so they don't get pulled over. Like, if you're not hearing this stuff, I don't know what yeah, to tell but you. None of that, what you just mentioned, is saying anything about black men being hunted. Well, they're being targeted. Hunted oh. may be, uh, hunted may be uh, uh, an exaggerated word by other people to make it sound worse. But okay, they but are clearly have, saying they're being targeted. When you have white officers being suspended because of emails and text messages being found out where there's a lot of racial or racist comments being made that kind of supports their theory now well, I don't, you just said there's a lot of hype out there and the only person you mentioned was lebron james so i guess that represents the hype no but no i could i could go through others i can go through others uh, okay Ta- so malcolm x what's his name malcolm x malcolm x the white guy who thinks he's black sean king is that his name Oh, okay. Malcolm X. Oh, okay. Malcolm X, not Malcolm X. Oh, Tal- Malcolm X. <laughs> okay. But now, if you're going to take a, that small section of society, then why is it wrong when other people take a small section of that law enforcement society? Well, I'm going to take a break right now. I'm okay. going to take a break now. No, not a physical break. A break okay. to stop you right where you're at because okay. I, I don't know what you're talking about, but there are cities burning, and I don't know what small uh, section you're referring to. Now, I think police, white cops killing black unarmed people is a small section. I think LeBron James is a small section. Okay, then we're calling. If you're telling me that that cities burning and riots and all this stuff happening in the name of George Floyd is small, I, I, I no, really, no, 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 no. You're conflating right now, and that's wrong. What do you mean? Because what I said was, you're taking a small section, Deshaun, the Talcum X guy, and you you mentioned LeBron James. That's a small section. Well, that's only because right? I, don't, then, I don't want to spend all day naming all the people okay, that are doing Okay, I got you. But if someone says there's a lot of white racist cops out there, and then you take these couple right here and say, see, I don't see it. No, no like, I, I don't agree okay. because you're, you're, if you were to say right now, if you were to tell me there's a lot of white racist cops out there, I'd ask you, name them. Name them. You can't. The point I'm getting at, you're making a, a reference about what you believe is, is what you're your truth, like you've said, it's your truth. I can tell you what these people said because they're on TV, they're in social media, they're literally saying it out of their mouths that black people are being uh, hunted. Maybe that's not the right word because I know hunted's been said, but maybe not by these guys, but that, that cops are uh, going after black people. So you never heard about the cops in LA and their text messages, their emails? Sure, and, and even if that did, but you, now you're talking about a small section. And I agree. I said that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking about a large portion of the the loud um, people that are, are are initiating and starting all this this fuss over some racial issue. 
I don't believe that this was a racial issue. And after watching this, that's what I'm trying to get at. When, after I watched all this footage, this was not some white cop showing up to kill a black man. But he did. <clears throat> right, but they didn't show up with the intention. Oh, so now you know their intent. We don't. Well, I'm not even going to say they. You know his intent. No, we don't. That, that's okay, my point. So, okay, so how can you say these people are wrong? So it's, o- it's okay for them to believe that the cops showed up to kill a black guy, but it's, it's I, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little lost on that part. Well, yeah, yeah I, I agree. No, what I'm saying is you're saying one group is wrong, but you don't know. What do you mean I'm about saying they're wrong? The intent, huh? I'm saying after I reviewed this, this is what I believe. Oh, I'm not saying they're wrong. Okay. They can okay. believe whatever they want to believe. That's why oh. we're breaking this down. That's why okay. I'm going through slowly gotcha. to show why I believe this was not about race. Oh, okay. That's what I'm trying to break down. This is not about race to me. And, and, and all we've heard in the media is about race. If it, okay. All right. That's what I'm trying to get at. That was a long intermediate or interrupt. You know, <laughs> yeah, a long break. Break in there. <laughs> But maybe we should have done that in the front. So sorry to all you that are actually uh, having to bear through that. Maybe we should have done that in the front. And just we're learning. It. All right, let's get back to the uh, to the video at hand. Last name? Floyd. F L O Y D. I mean, you don't you don't make anything of all this. Um, I, I want to call it crying, but I don't know what else to call it. You know, what do you make of that? Is that just normal it's behavior? It's a grown man crying. I don't know. I don't know what's normal for him, but see, when I don't know, man, maybe that was different. That, that that would mean absolutely nothing to me. Man, yeah. You know why we're here? Yeah. Why? We're here because it sounds like you gave a big bill to the individuals in there. To be honest, when I first uh, looked at the video, I thought it was. Pulled you out of the car because you was not the video or him crying. Him crying. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you're evaluating that. Listen to us, and we will tell you what's going on. All right. When you're moving around like that, that makes us think way more is going on. We'll see. Did you hear what he just said there? I don't know if you missed gotcha. it. All right. He Put said, you, you, you make us right? think that something is going on. And he yeah, said, right. We're going to sort all this out, all right? Please, man. Is that your car key? Uh, 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 it's my sister. Uh, uh, key fob right there? Yes, sir. I got one problem. Yeah, I'm going to hold on to that for you, all right? Stand up. Yeah, and look at you still able to reach your side. You're making me nervous. Yeah, I got you. Oh, you Are you on something right now? No, nothing. Because you act real erratic. Man, it's so scared, man. Let's go. You got foam around your mouth too. Yes. Yes. So let's just give a a quick um, brief about what you saw. Did you see anything in there that that was concerning or or would lead you? No. No. What do you what do you um what do you make about him saying he's scared? Uh, I will take it like uh, at face value. I well, believe the reason scared. Well, the reason I'm asking is like, don't get me wrong, and I don't believe fear is genuine. You know, if you've encountered somebody who's scared, they act afraid. You know, people can yeah. do things when they're afraid. So I, I would think it's genuine. But uh, the reason I'm asking is because, as you're going to see in this video, he probably says I'm claustrophobic. 30 times. I didn't count them all. Maybe I'm, right. I'm off. But so at some point, what are these officers thinking about what he's saying? You seem to take a more uh, robotic way, you know, um, of, of this stuff means nothing. But to me, I think the more the more he's talking, the more he says these things, the less likely I'm likely to believe what he's saying. And I think 
knowing the outcome of this here, I think it is relevant. I don't know. I mean, we'll discuss the later end of this where, where maybe things could have been different. But I'm saying leading up to so this. Are you saying if he says I'm claustrophobic once, you'll believe it more so than if he says it 10 times? Uh, depending on the context. If he's saying it when he's climbing out of his own car, uh, he doesn't appear claustrophobic in his car. When he makes a comment about, I don't want to go back there, um, that makes you think, okay, what is he not trying to go back to his car where he's not claustrophobic, but he's claustrophobic in a police car. I mean, those things start to add up to me. Have That's you ever been uh, handcuffed and put in the back of the patrol vehicle? Yeah, and it's not very comfortable. Yeah, you feel very, very confined, right? Yes, agree. Yeah, sure. so let's just say, based on what you, what you sure. said, hey, I don't want to go back. He has experience with that. That's just hypothetical, sure. right? Maybe he's claustrophobic. I don't know. Well, I'm not, and I'm not doubting that at this point. That's not my point. Uh, I guess what, what maybe I'm confusing my, my point, confusing you, is I'm not doubting that. What I'm saying right now as an officer, I'm building all of this stuff in my mind. You know, I can't say if he's claustrophobic or not. And personally, I would assume he is. At first, right. I, would, I would give him the benefit of the doubt. He, maybe he is claustrophobic. You know, maybe he doesn't want to go back to jail. Like all this stuff starting to make sense to me from that perspective. And I think, like I said, once we get to the end of this, you know, I'll share my perspective on that. But what I'm just saying is, as I'm trying to illustrate, I'm building, I'm taking all this information in to process it. And, and, and I'm not saying that one thing, just because he says claustrophobic 30 times means he's not telling the truth. But I'm saying when you hear it 30 times, you know what I mean? Just like he said, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything. I'm, I'm not. I'm just afraid. I'm afraid. But yet he keeps resisting. Those things don't match up to me. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So now yeah. if, it, if it is genuine fear, like to me, his resisting would lead me more to believe that the claustrophobia is more real than the, the, than the arrest. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he would probably react, or, or I would expect him to react. Obviously, everybody's not the same. I'd expect him to react in a more panic fashion if he is genuinely claustrophobic. Does that make sense? So, so what I'm saying is I'm gathering the information. So you can take it two ways. You can either take it's the boy who cried wolf too many times, or you could take it maybe there is a genuine real claustrophobia here that you're not paying attention to. Right. So that's all I'm saying. I haven't made my determination at this point yet in the video. I haven't made that. I'm just morally sharing the information I'm collecting and how I would process it. Okay. I think you're just getting ready to slam them on the hood. and. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, but the next, the next segment, uh, I have a lot of experience with that. What, the counseling, the social worker? No, no, the next <laughs> segment of the video, man. Oh, all right. All right. Well, we're speaking of, let, let's get to that. Okay. Let's go. Oh, man. 
You heard there, he said, I'm feeling a little better now. Let me calm down, I'm feeling a little better now. I don't know how that's relevant, but he said it. That's just a lot for North Army. I don't need it there. Don't leave me. Stand up, stop falling down. I'm claustrophobic, man. Stand up. I'm claustrophobic. Stay on your feet and face the car door. Please, man. Please. No. Please. Get out the door, man. I don't want to talk to you, man. Please, let me talk to you, please. Man, you ain't listening to nothing we're saying, so we're not going to listen to nothing you're saying. I'm got the phone. Can you watch that car? Just make sure no one goes in it. I hear you, but you are going to face this door right now. Listen up. Stop. I don't know anything. I don't know anything y'all telling you, man. I'm not a listener, man. I'm not. I'm not. You can ask him. He know me, you know. God, man, I'm going to do this. See here, I didn't agree with the forcefulness, if you will. Let's pause it so we can talk about this. I'm not the kind of guy. You please, I'm not that kind of guy, Mr. Officer. Okay, you're saying you didn't agree with the, their, yeah, their it's, level it's, of force, you're saying, or their aggressive? Yeah, it's, and they weren't really that forceful, you, you know, but, and that's why I said I had um, a lot of experience with it. And we just used to sit people down. Hey, all right, just have a seat right here and talk to us. Talk to me. Talk to me. Just like that. You I know, and some people say, well, you don't have time. In the, in the moment, you don't have time for it. And there were a couple of times that there was no time for it for me was there was a loud, large crowd gathering around. Okay, we got to do what we got to do to get him out of here. That's going to help diffuse the situation. But right there, I'm like, just take two minutes. Two minutes. Right. Well, you, you also got to remember, too, Mike, you got like a little teddy bear face. So, you know, you might be able to just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do actually agree with you in this because I think from what I've gathered so far, which is why I've been telling you all my clues and indicators, I do believe this man is seriously afraid of something. Now, I, I haven't determined yet at this point whether it's the drugs talking or because at, at this point, I wouldn't even know if he's on drugs. I could just assume that one could be one option yeah. um, or he's genuinely afraid of something or he could still have a mental issue. So at this point, I don't see him as a threat to the level of uh threats if, if you if you get what i'm saying like oh he's even the gun see, for is me, yeah right right because one, that's why when they handcuffed them and finally got the uh the cuffs on them i said oh got him because right. right at right then they are for lack of a better term they're in charge of his life yes and, and responsible for it yeah and, and that's something people do need to understand that yeah. they are responsible for any uh anyone in custody they're responsible for your yeah. life as well so, but I, I agree with you. I think this was a little bit too rough. Um, but I also have to understand from the perspective of the cops, I'm sitting here in my chair. I haven't been wrestling with this guy who's been a, a passively aggressively resisting yeah. this whole time. And they're probably losing their patience at this point. Not that that's an excuse. Right, they're right. professionals. They need to, you know, get this under control. Yeah, it's really not professional, but okay. Well, but I would even default to you. The more professional thing to me would have been to go back to um, sit him down. Yeah. Calm down. Let him calm down. You calm down. You gain some, some level of uh, recover your breath. And you know what I mean? Great. You know, I don't think that that was a bad option here. They chose not to do it. But I also wanted to ask you about an officer perspective. Um, when do you check a man's waistline and pockets for weapons? Oh, way before they did. Right. I would think the same. Um, so in, in, in this 
scenario, I have to assume that their training has led them to believe before you put them in a car, you always have to check them. So maybe that's just a reactionary thing. Maybe they yeah, should have yeah. done it before, but they definitely do it now because of training. Right. Okay. But, but uh, let's, you want to watch, finish this? Or you got something more on that? Uh, no, it's just, uh, I think the most important statement that was made was once you get the handcuffs on them, you're responsible for their safety and their life. Yes. And, and you know, I want to talk about something real quick. I'm sorry. I don't mean to drag this out, but I want to talk about something in my police experience. I learned a very valuable lesson and I'm going to go back to Hawaii. I know you love my Hawaii stories, but anyways, in Hawaii, for those who don't know it, there are some very big people, the, these uh, Hawaiians, Samoans, I don't know what, necessarily uh, origin they come from, but they're very big to the point where you can't put cuffs on them. You sure. have to use chained flexi cuffs. Um, but I learned a very valuable lesson and I can't even remember who taught me it, which is a shame because I had some good leaders back then. Um, they told me that the best thing to do when you're going to approach anybody that you're going to arrest, you let them know what is about to happen. And you might think from a tactical perspective, that takes away your ability, but I don't ever think you need to surprise somebody unless they're in already a combat stance. If they're not in a combat stance, you explain to them that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put these cuffs on you. We're going to process you or take you down to the station. We're going to process you. You'll, you'll be for a magistrate or bond or whoever you got to do, whatever your process is, wherever you're working. When you explain it to them, it takes some of the fear away from them. Now, if they don't like that, they're going to fight you anyway. So regardless of whether you tell them or not, and they don't want to be arrested, they're going to fight you. But if they're just not sure what's happening, when you explain to them what's happening, it does bring the tension down. And it worked. I've seen it work. Yeah. And, I, and I agree 100%, but uh, they, they couldn't do everything that we're discussing right now no, no, by I, this video. I agree. But I, I, like I said, I think at some point when he was resisting to get out of the car, there had to be some physical presence to get him in cuffs. Obviously, he wasn't just going to put his hands behind his back going cuffs. Right. So they couldn't just talk to him and tell him that. But I think uh, maybe they could have tried at least tried it to ease down the tension and then maybe he wouldn't resist. I don't know. But either way, let's let's push forward because we're okay. a lot longer into this than uh, I hoped we'd do. But this is good stuff. So we want to get this out there. Please. Please, man. Don't leave me by myself, man. Please. I see there. He did pull out some sort of a paraphernalia, which he yeah. references as a marijuana pipe or something. Yeah. Anything sharp on you? I won't do it in the air child. Do you have anything sharp which on you? Which pocket did he pull that? Left, left front pocket. Nothing. Of his yeah. overpants. Yeah. Not his under, under sweatpants. Please, please crack it for me and stuff, man. I'm claustrophobic for real, Mr. Officer. You got him? Can you please crack it for me? Please. Yes, I'll crack it. I will. I will. Please stay with me, man. Thank you. God, man, I didn't know all this was going to happen, man. Please, man, I didn't want my hands free. Now, see, like I, I said, y'all, I don't that's think George is, is yeah. aggressive. I, 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 I still consider him passive aggressive. I'm listening. Yeah. That, 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 that Which is why I tend to believe that really he, he may be uh, uh, mm-hmm. or fearing something good, but he's not fearing okay. it enough okay. to, okay. to be overly aggressive. Yeah, but now it's like, how much do you really care? I don't know. I don't know. Take a seat. Grab a seat. Well, what are your options? Take a 
see. I'm not the kind of guy. Like we I'm said, just sit down and talk to him for a couple of minutes. Or you need to take a seat. As you accuse me of being robotic. Man, I want to go back to that. Take a seat. Hey, listen. Dang, man. Now he brings up COVID. I'm not that kind of guy. I'll roll the windows down and stick my legs in, all right? Y'all keep me down. Look at that. Look at that. Look at it. Look at it. We can fix it, but not while you're standing out here. Hey, man. God, y'all do me bad, man. Let me stop there for a second. Man, I don't, I don't want to try to win. I don't want to try to win. I don't want to talk long, but I think that illustrates what I'm talking about. I mean, he's used his mom. He's used claustrophobia. He's used COVID. Yeah. He's used that. I don't want to go back. Like, he's used so many things. I, I cannot think that the officers are not thinking that this guy's just talking to get out of this. Like, uh, even though I Do say you really like, think they care? Uh, no, I, I don't think they care because, but I, I think people need to understand that. And I think that's one of the misconceptions of police work that they are human beings too. And if you deal with, with stuff like this all the time, you will ha have some sort of a desensitized response when it is genuine. Yeah. And I think it's not, it's, it, it may not be the, the greatest thing in the world, but it's, it's real. Yeah. You know, I mean, we are human, you know, everyone's human. So even if, if this guy is telling the truth and is claustrophobic, which I, I kind of believe he, he could be, you know what I mean? So even if he is, um, I think at this point, they've probably heard it a million times and he's changed his excuse so many times that they probably just think it's just another one of those excuses. Yeah. So, all right, we'll push on unless you got something to no. add to that. I don't want to win. I'm claustrophobic. You ain't gonna win. I'm claustrophobic. I got anxiety. I don't want to do nothing to them. I'll roll the window down. Man, I'm scared as fuck, man. You made a mistake. Somebody. When I start breathing, when I start breathing, it's gonna go off on me, man. Pull your legs in. Okay, okay, okay. Let me count to three. Let me count to three, and I'm going in. Please. This makes me think. I'm not trying to win. I'm not trying to win. I don't want anything. I can't stand this. He know it. He know it, too, Mr. Officer. Y'all hear me? Don't do me like that, man. And I think this contributed to what what exactly happened. Oh, it's cold. We can talk. I am with the claustrophobic. I'm hearing you. You're not working with me. Gentlemen, this here. Well, yeah, this whole claustrophobic being anxiety, the heart racing, and all that. Get in the car. I'm in the front. No, you're not getting in the car. Claustrophobic. I'm in the car. Okay, man. Okay. I'm not a bad guy, man. Okay. I'm not a bad guy. Without like kicking officers, I mean he's he's pulling away. He's not kicking That's officers. the key. So I believe this man is really claustrophobic. Whether it's you know they did say there was fentanyl and stuff, but whether it's the drugs causing the claustrophobia or it's an actual claustrophobia, I believe that this man is not exaggerating. I'm going down. I'm going down. Get in the squad. I'm going down. I'm going down. I'm not going to breathe. You have got a heart attack, shit, man. Get in the car. I know I can't breathe. Get in the car. Right there was the first. I can't breathe. Yeah. I don't think we have to count those because then you get those people, those stupid people out there who say what No, no. We, we know he says it a whole lot. But I think it's more important when he says it. Yeah. What's going on? Take him out and just. For what? No. I'm going to stop right there. The reason I want to stop right there is because if you heard all of that, like if you've watched George Floyd's behavior all the way up until this point, okay, what has his behavior been like? 
It's been like a kind of crying, kind of a, uh, an, an anxiety-driven emotional state of, of hyper whatever it is. And did you hear what, the way his demeanor changed when that officer said forgery? Did you pick that up at all? No. He literally went to a, a more calm, sedated, what do you mean forgery? He went from a hysterical, claustrophobic stage to what do you mean forgery? Mm. And, and, and that to me right there would be one more thing for the officer, you know, maybe wrong, but to think that maybe this guy is not being sincere. I personally, given all the, the clues that I saw, believe that the claustrophobia is sincere, but I would not fault an officer for thinking this guy's just bluffing. And I just want to make that distinction clear because, you know, we're human beings and I see it one way and the officer sees it another way. Yeah. But I can see why he sees it another way. Do you have any, any comments? About uh, the whole yeah, but uh, okay. I mean, I'm just, but okay. You could, uh, <laughs> I just, Mm, I didn't catch that, and it, it, this is a robotic mic, you know. But right. I, I believe, I, I believe that uh, he he was claustrophobic. I, I really believe it, and I believe that they didn't care. Well, okay, so that's great, and and I think that's a good point because even you kind of said, "What does this matter?" Yeah. And I think that is a distinction between what people are saying about changing law enforcement. And I think when we talked about the culture of law enforcement, I think there, there does need to be a compassionate side. And I think there is a line, definitely, when your life is in danger, when there's a mission, when you, know, when you have to get this guy in, in cuffs, under control, so that the safety of others, when, like you said, when there's a crowd of people, you have to get them out of the scene. So I do think there are lines but I also come from a place where, you know, you use the minimal force necessary. And to if this use the situation, yes. yes. And if this man is legitimately either mental or, you know, whatever, like in the beginning, I, I clearly thought, you know, him reaching or not seeing his hands could have been a conscious threat to my life. But the more this goes on, I'm feeling more in the lines of this man is not a threat to my life anymore. There's something seriously going on, but I don't feel uh. that my life is being threatened right now. Yeah, and that's okay. Once you get the handcuffs on, where's the threat? Well, I mean, there's there's still the responsibility. Say the man breaks free. Say George breaks free, runs into traffic, and gets killed. Who's culpable? You are. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah. So there is. No, still I'm not a level saying just control. let him go. Yeah. Right, there's still a level of control that you need to exercise, and I think that's why they get him into the police car because the sooner they get him in there, the less they have to worry about control in the outside environment. Right. But what I'm saying is, at this point, my own personal safety is now more um, geared toward what's behind me than him. Okay. Just based on what I'm observing and what I've experienced just through video. Right. I can't say for, like I said in the beginning, what they know before, what they've done with. I can't ex experience that. But from what I've seen in the video, I am convinced now that this man is not a threat to my life. There is something seriously wrong. He is resisting. I still have to get the man, you know, in the police car and finish my job. But right. But once they take him out the other side, a decision was made. Right. right? You're not going to play the rest of this, right? Well, no, I, I don't. I don't have to play the rest of it because uh, there is some stuff there I, I do want to talk about when he is there. But I don't. We don't have to play the rest of it um, because right. really, it's it's. Um, I mean, 
I didn't mind playing a little bit because, yeah, maybe I do want to play just a little bit because I want to show the physical positioning and things that are happening right there. But once, you know, once it's it's there, it's, it, this position doesn't change. The rest right. of words, that's what I was going with that. Context, right. So I do want to go a little bit forward and show that. Um, but I, I think my point I was trying to get across is at this point, my evaluation even though you say they made a decision, I think there was still a lot of confusion. And I think when I say that, you'll hear, uh, we may not be able to see it, but you will hear in the video, one officer asking another officer, should we this, should we that, what about this? And I'll talk about those points in a minute. Yeah, you have some, uh, go ahead. I don't think a decision was made. I think there's more confusion on how do we handle this. The man literally just crawled through the backseat of our car. So I think at this point, the officers don't know what to do. So they resort to what they think they should do and restrain him. And for the record, he didn't crawl through the, the back Well, of the I, I do believe he kicked. <laughs> I don't think they pulled him out. I do believe he used his feet to push out. <clears throat> so whether okay. you call it crawl or not, maybe the poor word, but I think he used his, his because he's, what, he's six-something, isn't he? He's huge. Yeah. So he probably doesn't. It was an officer on the other side. Right, but the officer wasn't pulling him out. The officer was actually trying yeah, to help pull you, him into the You saw the that for the... Yeah, he was pulling him. Then when he started to push, yes. So then when he started to push, what's that? When he when he was pulling, and George Floyd started to push with his feet. Right, that's exactly what I meant by crawling. Oh, George okay. Floyd made a conscious effort really? to that's get himself crawling? out of the car. Okay, I don't know why we're having a three minute conversation <laughs> on crawling. He got out of the car. <laughs> All right, let's let's go watch a little bit more of this, and then we'll we'll stop there and talk about the rest. Okay, basically this is the position that he's going to be for the rest of the video. So I'm going to go stop right here. On my right side back. And and then the reason I'm stopping is twofold. Um, one would probably get banned, but the more important reason, and I want to get this con- this misconception of of what's going out there is is even in the military, even in the law enforcement, and in my everyday life, and 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 anything. It never pleases me to watch a human being die, ever. In fact, it, it, it literally it chokes me up no matter what the circumstances. Even in the military, uh, I think we train, and I think, you know, Mike, you can attest to this, you may numb yourself, but why do you think so many people have, or so many uh, soldiers have PTSD and things like that? Because the, the image and the view of someone dying at your hands or even in your presence, you know, it doesn't just, it just doesn't go away and it doesn't sit lightly. So don't feel like that, you know, officers enjoy this kind of thing. And, and I, I can't speak for those officers there. Maybe you can, I don't know. Maybe you have some insight on these guys, but. No, I agree with you 100%. You know, it's just, it's all about the training. Right. But uh, I, yeah, I agree with you with the, um, I can't sit there and not feel something when someone passes away in front yeah, of my I, eyes. I, I honestly, I can't, I can't even watch it. I mean, I tried to watch it again to the end and I did, and it was still hard for me to watch it again, just to take some notes. Yeah. I mean, because some of the things that happened after that are kind of relevant to me, um, at least worthy to talk about. 
uh, but to watch it, you know, I couldn't watch it over and over. So right. even though I knew the outcome, I mean, so, all right, I beat that to death there. All right. Now, uh, one thing about where you froze it, you had one, uh, two, three, I believe it was four officers with contact. I think, with Mr. Th- Floyd, right? I think three were in contact. One was at his feet, one was at his hips and his hand, and then the other one, Chauvin, was at his, his head and shoulders. And who, he had another one holding his hands. At one at least at one point, he was holding his hands. It turns out, I don't know if that, at that point it was four, but it turns out that that one holding his hands is the same one at his hip. Oh, okay. The guy who was asking the question, should we roll him on his side? I think he was the one at the feet, wasn't he? No, 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 no. I couldn't He's tell the one with who the body cam. Oh, well, you, if you, I don't know if you've noticed in that video, they switched body cams. You talking because about when the, he came around to handcuff him? The initial contact yeah. was one one officer's body cam, and then the other con- and then it switched to another body yeah, cam. His partner when he came contact. around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there are two different body cams in that footage. I thought it was a third could have been uh, taken back to the first body cam when he walked him across the street to put him in the yes, patrol. Yes, I, I think the third body yeah. cam is the first body cam. Okay. I think there were only right. two. But either yeah. way, I don't know if that's relevant. Go, go on with your point, what you were getting at the fourth. No, that, that pretty much... Uh, is my point when he was sitting on the uh, ground taking and the uh, officer was taking his notes right you know just talking to him and he was eh, not calm but he was more calm right, right? sitting on the sitting on the ground yeah and if they were waiting on the uh emt ambulance whatever they call it these days right my thing is why not pick him up and sit him down on the ground you get what i'm saying Yes. Or were, or yeah. were they, like, when it was, I mean, because they were there for a long time. And the guy asked two times, should we roll him on his side? You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, Yo, why didn't they just do that or just sit him up? He was more calm across the street. Well, I have to tell you, and, and like I said, I'm not giving an out. But I knew from the moment that Floyd was removed or removed himself from the back mm-hmm. of that police car, there was confusion. I don't think any officer at this point knew anything of what they were really doing. I mean, from a, a collective thought process, training is what kicked in at this moment. I truly believe this. And why I believe this is because just like you said, you can step back from this and look now and say, the man is in cuffs and he was still kicking his feet because they were trying to cobble him. They were trying yeah. to get his feet cobbled. So he was still kicking, but that was not to me aggressive resistance to, like I said, he wasn't kicking the cops. Right. So to me, I, I don't know why you wouldn't have just rolled him up, sat him down, lean him against the car if you had to. Right. You know, at this point, I think these officers were just so dumbfounded that they couldn't logically think outside of the way it was supposed to go. Because I don't know how many times have you ever had a, a guy you put in a car, just squirm right out the other side. Like, I've never encountered that. So no. They probably were just like, what do we do? And I think what you just illustrated by the comments from one officer to another officer, they didn't really know. Right. So they went to their training and their best, their best, best is to just keep things in place, restrain them. I don't think he needed at this point restraining. And further in the video uh, is where my biggest criticism comes. The man clearly loses his wind, loses his fight. Why are you still leaning on him? Yeah. At this point, he's not even going to get up and roll, run away. Right. There is no need to restrain him. If anything, this is where you kick into the medical phase of your training. Mm. And I'm not saying that they, they would have had any reason to believe there was a medical thing at that point. I don't know. 
Um, obviously, they didn't when the guy at the end said, uh, one of the officers said, you know, oh, it looks like he just passed out. Yeah. So they obviously still thought in the train of thought that this guy winded himself to death. And this is possible, right? And I've yeah. even talked to some medical people that you could do that. You could literally pass yourself out. I mean, my, my, my child passes out when he cried when he was a kid. So, yeah, but the difference is when, this, uh, when that happens on the street, when they wake up, when they regain consciousness, ooh, watch out. Sure, sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's still cuffed. Yeah. You know what I mean? You that was my point. That's control. why when they got the cuffs on him, I said, got him. This is where my biggest criticism comes. Even, even at the initial cuffing, I'm not, I'm not sold yet because they still have the responsibility to, to secure him. If he yeah. starts to bolt and gets hurt, it's your responsibility. So at that point, I still understand he was, fit, he was passively resisting or resisting uh, in an aggressive manner. I don't really know what to call that, but he was strong enough to resist passively. Right. So I don't fault them for some of that. Um, but like I said, at this point, when he is pulled from the other side of the car, I put complete um, culpability on the actions of the officers, on the way they behaved. In no way, a manner would I have ever thought this would have been proper. Now, you can argue if you sat him up, maybe he could have run away. But no, he still has to literally stand up, which is not easy to do in cuffs. Yeah, but no matter which, well, okay, yeah, you're well, responsible. I'm just saying it's easier to argue there. that point. No, so, I'm going to say even if he runs away, he's handcuffed. Come on, guys, there's four of you out there. Well, and you and have that, vehicles. That's, that's another point. There's no way he could have or should have been able to run away if he right. stood up. You had enough time to intervene once he stood yes. up. Yes. But I think at this point, this is where I disagree completely with the officers um, at this point, which could have prevented all of this. Uh, but of course, once again, I'm doing this hindsight and I really do, from an officer perspective, understand that they were in a state of confusion. That's why they just went to training. Yeah, but I don't care what kind of confusion you're in. Show me if you have the hands that are handcuffed behind right. the back, you have the hips, control of the hips and you have control of the feet. Why in the hell do you need to put a knee to the neck? Well, and I agree. I, and I yeah. agree. I even, even, even beyond that, I don't know why the man was still holding his hand like that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think you had three people who had no clue what to do when they were looking for someone to give them answers. Yeah. And the one man with seniority was probably the one doing the worst of all of it. That's yeah. I thought he was senior. He, he wasn't. I yeah. thought he was the yeah. senior officer out there. Yep. And uh, and let, I want to talk about the the neck thing for a second too, because it, I, I want anyone who wants to go find the footage, it's out there. I want I want to you know talk about that positioning, and I know there's been some discussion about it, but uh, I know if you put your knee in the shoulder blade, you're covering the neck. Mm-hmm. I, I can't deter personally. I, I haven't seen enough evidence per se. I mean, it did look pretty bad from what I saw on this video. It looked like it wasn't all shoulder blade. It looked like he was on the neck, but to be honest with you, I still think there's room for error to pass that judgment. Um, But that negate that's negated period because I don't think it shouldn't have even been done. Right. If we're saying that you didn't have to hold the hands, that other part wasn't necessary. I think, I think all that should have been avoided from the get go. I think Chauvin, whatever his name is, I think he put himself in a really bad position 
But like I said, I think they went to training and I think they were wrong. I think at this point, somebody should have had the fortitude. Actually, somebody did. And I think he got shot down twice or three times. Mm. You know, they should have had the fortitude to say, hey, no, this isn't right. We need to do, you know, lay off of him, sit him up, whatever. Yeah. And that guy did try to do say something, but I think Chauvin yeah. shot him down. So I think Chauvin yep. does uh, bear some of the brunt of this responsibility. Absolutely. Even if it's, if it's not complete murder charges, um, he deserves something. And I personally, yeah. if he was fired, I wouldn't have a problem with that as a bare minimum, bare minimum. Right. So. But I also feel that uh, in the way, the reason why I feel the way I do is because of the statement that we made. Once you get the handcuffs on them, you are responsible for their life. I'm sorry. Correct. That's just the way it is. Correct. Yes, I, I totally agree. And I think at some point, um, like I said, when the officer was giving that advice, if this guy officer gets off, I, I would have no qualms about that. I mean, I don't know what the general public would do. The one that was, was saying, hey, should we roll him over? Hey, should yeah. we, you know, I mean, he even talked about that excited delirium, yeah. you know, which is something that was talked about, you know, quite often. And knowing that that even um, Floyd had uh, fentanyl or whatever in his blood or whatever in his system, um, this stuff was real. So I think this officer was just a rookie. I think he, I think he was a young yeah. officer, but I think he had a little more sane comprehension of what was going on than, than the others. Yeah, so. I agree. And I think uh, when I heard, cause I think it was the same officer who made the initial contact going by the voice. <laughs> and I was like, I really didn't disagree with what he was doing. Right. right. Yeah. It's just the other one or two, especially the one we don't even have to talk about him. Right, right. Yeah, okay. he needs to go down. So um, let's kind of do a synopsis of this. Uh, anybody wants to can go on, on YouTube or, or find the video. Um, but I think that's all we're going to show. And I think we can kind of wrap it up, summarize what we believe, because uh, we've been at this for a little little long. And I'm not sure, um, you know, there's much much more we can beat it beat it to death if we want, but I don't know how much more relevant stuff we're going to get out of it. Um, we already agree that everything after him being pulled out of the car or ejecting himself out of the car uh, was handled inappropriately. Yes. Regardless of the outcome, I think everything was handled inappropriately, except for that one officer who was making suggestions. But even he probably should have been more assertive. Yeah. But so, being a rookie, I can understand that. Yes. And I, like I said, I'm not giving him an out, but I totally no, understand. absolutely not. Right. So what is your, if you want to wrap up the, uh, you know, maybe I could do it in a question basis, but just give me a summary of your thoughts uh, about the whole scenario. Uh, I love it. I love having videos um, from start to finish, first and foremost. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but improper police procedures is the key. It's the key here. And some officers need more training. That's my synopsis of it all right there. Uh, and uh, we, we can beat it. Like, I, I don't think we beat it, uh, beat the dead horse on this no. on certain segments. And I think it was, everything was relevant. Like you said, it's kind of like building that foundation. But I really and truly believe there's a lack of training or uh, a need for more training. That's the best way I could put it. I'm going to go ahead and give you my summary, and I'm going to I'm going to tail off of what you just said because I don't think it's a lack of training because I think we both agree that up until that point everything was handled well. 
I mean, maybe up until the point where they brought him to the car. We can both agree that he, they were a little rough on him searching him. I don't think that was necessary, but we could also maybe confuse that with maybe he was trying to go limp again and they needed to yeah. push him against the car. So, let's- And I think uh, I just want to be clear. What you're saying is the it wasn't unnecessary to search him. It was unnecessary for the yes. extra forcefulness. Right. And, and like yeah. I said, I can even almost justify that if he was trying to keep falling down, yeah. maybe they needed to be forceful to hold him on the car so that they could search him. Yeah. Maybe that could be justified either way. But we, we both agree that everything after he slid out of the car, the other door, we believe that that was a, a big problem. Yep. And I believe that's where your, your more training comes in. I yep. think because they were not prepared for that scenario that they just looked really foolish doing absolutely nothing and doing nothing. And even when there were clues and, and, and indicators that, that it's time to change the approach, they did absolutely nothing. Right. And so I truly I think- believe that uh, a lot of, well, these guys, they missed the mark in that old motto, assist, protect, and defend. Right. Right. And like I said, no matter how much we criticize what we could have done differently, what we would have done differently, um, they did what they did. Uh, I think they need to be accountable for what they did, whether it was right or wrong. Um, but I also think that this is going to lead to a second um, set of riots if uh, these guys are not convicted of first degree murder because I did not see first degree murder there. No, I didn't see it either. I, I, I didn't see. I didn't even see any murder. Uh, maybe if a lesser, a lesser offense. I don't know what that state has. Do you know what it is? Manslaughter. 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 Yeah. You know, I, I could see something like that because um, this officer should have known. Chauvin should have known better instead yeah. of acting like an ignorant rookie. He should have known better. Um, so I, I'm not even opposed to involuntary manslaughter. But if people are expecting these guys to be convicted of murder, Chauvin wasn't a rookie, though. No, he was. That's what I no. said. So given those details, he should have known better. So even if he's charged with manslaughter i don't think that's a problem right where the other guys i don't know if i would give them a manslaughter charge uh because like i said being rookies and the one officer even trying to say hey should we do this yeah he was directly told no yep so i think if people are prepared to see these guys go to prison for a long time um watching this video you're going to be disappointed Not everyone. No, I mean, people who want to see these people go to prison for a long time will be disappointed. Well, I don't don't think much focus is put on the other guys, just Chauvin, that's it. Well, I know, but initial crying, they wanted them all fired. And and there there was proof that people were mad that the other people were not charged originally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, they even caught one of them in the uh, supermarket. Right. Um, So that's my analogy. And then I just want you to, before we go to our segment, I want you to answer the one question. Was this, uh, was this racially motivated? I believe so. You do? Yeah. Tell me why. I think Chauvin is a racist. So you think Chauvin's a racist and that's why he did all that? Yeah. I think if it was a white guy, he wouldn't have done it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with it. I didn't draw the same conclusion. I don't know Chauvin personally. I'm going off of what I saw in this video mm-hmm. and the outcome. Um, I think Chauvin may be arrogant. I think Chauvin may be uh, bitter from working uh, in, in an environment that he's probably not good for for too long. But I didn't see anything racist in this video because if I had seen racism in this video, it would have been manifested in the beginning as well as the end. Well, and I didn't see that. Oh, okay. That's just my assessment. We're allowed to disagree, and that's why we're here. Um, so maybe that's good for the viewers because now they got two perspectives and there's no conclusion. Oh, I can't wait to get those comments now. <laughs> All 
All right. Well, after we pulled the pin on that segment, uh, sorry, it's a long segment. We still got to get into our segment that uh, is the namesake of this show. Pull the pin already. Um, for you uh, listeners out there who weren't able to view the video or just hearing us on podcast, uh, you can go get the video hopefully and, and kind of tag along with us as we are talking. Uh, but let's jump into our pull the pin already, uh, which is basically, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to butcher that intro. Um, it's basically something we feel a little uh, what would be a good word, Mike? Uh, bitter. I don't know. I've used that already. Feel ill about bitter, the world around. Annoyed. Us. Annoyed. Yes. Yeah. Annoyed. Yeah. So you want to start us off, Mike? Sure. Sure. Um, this is this is something near and dear to my heart, there, Jim. <laughs> uh, you got trailers. a good heart, Mike. Yeah. Trailers. Trailers on this a movie. Trailers to be specific. Yeah, um, I'm tired of moving, especially when you're dealing with comedies. They show the entire movie, all all of the punchlines, if you will, in the trailer. That's why I don't go see a comedy. I, I would never go see a comedy again because they, they put it all in there in that little one minute or one minute and a half uh, segment or commercial. And then when I go watch the movie, I'm like, there's nothing new. Nothing new. So I got to pull the pin on movie trailers there, Jim. What do you have for us? All right. Well, well, first I want to just mention a comment on because I, I do have some experience editing. Oh mm-hmm. So I do understand the purpose of a trailer. It's supposed to entice you to come watch the movie. But I think what you're talking about is bad <laughs> movies. <laughs> because there are some movies where you cannot fit all of the action and excitement in a trailer. Yes, that's why I say it's specifically comedy. There are some trailers that you literally um, can see that don't tell you much about the movie at all, and it still entices you to see the movie. Not those comedies. But those comedies, yes, I agree with you. If you don't have enough in the movie, don't make a trailer. (laughs) Do a poster, call it a day. I agree with you, Mike, there. Yeah. So what I want to talk about is something I actually did in this oh episode. Wow. And it's, it's, it's kind of one of the things you, you harp on. It's those annoying things that you say repeatedly over and over again, but you can't help yourself. Mm. And one of the ones I say, I don't know if you noticed, but it's at the end of the day. Uh-oh. I don't even know what that means, but I say at the end of the day, like it's some sort of a resolution to sum up my comment, but it annoys me. So now every time I say it, it annoys me. And I know everyone has theirs. Yeah. Sometimes they change. Sometimes people are stuck with them. But I wish there was a way I could, maybe a shock collar. Every time I'm about to say at the end, it shocks me. But those things are so annoying because they get so overused and people that pick up on them probably stop listening to you mm. i think i have to agree with that yeah i think we all have them yeah sure it's something like, near and dear to my heart though yeah. i think that's a good thing that's, <laughs> anyways let's let's call it here and pull the pin all right thank you for tuning in and watching us we hope you enjoyed this breakdown we hope you uh Get involved, leave some comments, tell you what you agree with, what you don't agree with. Uh, Share this with your friends. Um, You know, any criticism we take, we don't take lightly. We enjoy it. So please do that. Like, share, leave a comment. And from now, 
from myself, Jim, and Mike. Godspeed. And pull the pin. That's good the ending of the game. Right?